everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Happy Friday. It's Friday the 13th. <laughs> Don't send me any emails, okay? I'm not worried about it. Just thought I'd point it out to you. How are you guys doing today? I am excited because I love Friday. And I'm excited because uh, Valentine's Day is getting uh, closer. And I'm excited because I was thinking about this a few minutes ago. Um, the speaking season is starting for me. And so I'm writing new material. I'm finishing up some stuff I'm working on with Tyndale. And I have been really thrilled by just the notes that I'm getting from you and kind of the feedback that we're getting from the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to listen. So for those of you who are doing your dishes or on your treadmill, or I know that some of you are listening to this in the shower because I've met you, I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) So I am also a shower podcast listener. I don't make my podcast in the shower, but I like to listen to the radio in the shower. So I know that that a lot of you are in lots of different places in your lives. So I just want to say I appreciate you listening. Um, If you have questions that you want to send me or podcast ideas, I love to see them. Uh, You can mail them, email them to me rather at podcast at thebusymom.com. Wanted to let you know too, sometimes uh, people ask us about the ministry that we run and I, I hardly ever talk about it on here. I don't, I just forget. Uh, because I have other things to talk about. But my husband and I have run an organization, a nonprofit organization called Firmly Planted Family for about 15 years. It is really a heart and passion to help parents equip their children to become firmly planted in the Word of God. And that is the whole reason that we do what we do. It's part, It's a large part of the reason why my husband and I started homeschooling. It's why we're working to start a homeschool resource center here in Clark County. It's why we have started over 60 homeschool cooperatives around the United States. And it's why we've written a Bible study for families. So if you haven't checked out the Bible study series that we have written, I hope that you will. I'll link back to them today, but they're called Firmly Planted. We have four volumes out right now, and we're actually working right now on the fifth and sixth volume. So those of you who have already gone through the first four, I have good news for you. We have uh, two new ones coming out. We really appreciate your prayers, and we would covet your financial support. If you are interested in giving to the ministry, I'll link back to that today. And uh, if you would be so uh, kind as to pray for us, we would we would covet and appreciate your prayers. As you can, I'm sure, imagine, uh, speaking out like I do uh, to the issues that are happening in the culture right now is not without a consequence. It is certainly not without um, getting the notice of getting notice of the enemy, and uh, we struggle with a lot of things like like all of you throughout the year. So we appreciate your prayers, uh, particularly I guess for safety as we begin the travel season with our family, and just that uh, we would be the hands and feet of Jesus. So that's what we do. I will link back to Firmly Planted Family, the nonprofit organization that we run today at the show notes, and you can hear or rather you can learn more about what we're doing. Also, I wanted to I said a couple of. Uh, podcast ago, I guess maybe it's been a week or two ago now, but I gave a book recommendation and I've come across another one that I wanted to recommend uh, by another one of my favorite authors. So I'm really um, going to be encouraging you guys this year to build a good library of good books. There, There's way too many junk Christian books out right now. Not trying to be a jerk, but it's true. And uh, Paul David Tripp has written a brand new book called The Disciple-Making Parent. He's written a lot of stuff on parenting. I loved Shepherding a Child's Heart, probably one of my favorite parenting books of all time. Uh, But he has written an introduction to parenting, 14 gospel principles that can radically change your family that came out toward the end of the year from Crossway in 2016. And uh, here's a quote from it. In the middle of all of our endless parenting activities, many parents get lost. Mm Mm-hmm. Moment of silence. I'm totally nailing that. 
So this book by Tripp and another one uh, by Chat Bettis, who is the author of The Disciple-Making Parent that came out from Diamond Hill in 2016, uh, provide biblical wisdom for staying on course. They don't offer a checklist, hallelujah, but instead they lay out guidelines and principles that help parents disciple their children, which is what we've been talking about all week. Is this really important uh, to disciple our kids? So Tripp says that his book is an elaborate discussion of just one thing, God's call to you to be an essential part of the mission of rescue of the children that God has given you. I love it. And Bettis, for his book, The Disciple-Making Parent, ends on this note, duty is ours, results are God's. And I guess um, for those of you who are raising prodigals or you're maybe married to one, this is going to be an encouragement for you. Uh, there's um, Dave and Harvey, uh, or I'm sorry, Dave Harvey and Paul Gilbert fill your pain, and they have offered gospel hope in a book called Letting Go, Rugged Love for Wayward Souls, which also came out from Zondervan in 2016. So I'll, I'll link back to all these books, but I, I'm encouraged uh, because I see so many good things coming out from Christian authors. And so while I've been discouraged this year, and I've talked about it many times in the podcast at just some of the ridiculous uh move away from sound theology and away from what the Bible says, we're actually seeing Christian parents who love and serve the Lord uh, turning out new material. So I hope you guys will check out Firmly Planted, which is the Bible study that Jay and I have written. Pray for us as we continue. Uh, the heart behind Firmly Planted is really to to engage the entire family in uh, particular studies of passages of Scripture. So um, we hope that you'll check that out. Today, I kind of want to to go off of what I have been talking about, which is sort of big picture parenting, and just sort of encourage those of you who are feeling just kind of worn out by the whole thing. Um, some of you are just feeling worn out because of the culture. I know that for me, uh, that was probably in 2016. I think because I travel so much and I see so many things and I hear from so many of you out on the road, um, sometimes it's easy to feel bogged down, I guess by what I see and what I hear and things on the news. And really, I think it's easy for us to lose sight of, uh, you know, we, we we fight all these battles, but then we end up losing sight of the war. So I'm going to go back and just share a story with you that I've shared before on the podcast, but um, some of you may have not heard it yet. And if you have heard it, it's, it's worth hearing again, because, you know, it comes from the Bible <laughs> and it never gets old. So First Kings uh, 1 verses one to nine, talk about a king who won the battle, but lost the war. So I'll just read, uh, I'll read this passage to you. King David was now very old and no matter how many blankets covered him, he could not keep warm. This is totally me. I'm like that too. My husband's chuckling at me across the table. So his advisor said, let us find a young virgin to wait on you and look after you, my Lord. She will uh, lie in your arms and keep you warm. Again, my husband's chuckling at me over the table because that is never happening in my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so verse three, they searched throughout the land of Israel for a beautiful girl and found Abishak from Shunem and brought her to the king. The Bible says that the girl was very beautiful and she looked after the king and took care of him, but the king had no sexual relationship with her. So nothing, you know, nothing on the down was going on, right? So about that time, David's son Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, began boasting. So keep keep track of this word. Anytime uh, somebody starts boasting, run for your life. I will make myself king, he said. So he provided himself with chariots and charioteers and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. Now his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time, not even by asking, why are you doing that? Adonijah had been born next after Absalom, 
and he was very handsome. The Bible says that Absalom was also very handsome. Apparently, uh, David had some good-looking kids. Verse 7, Adonijah took Joab, uh, the priest, into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become king. But Zadok, the priest, Benaniah, uh, and Nathan the prophet and David's personal bodyguards refused to support Adonijah. Why? Because they knew he was blowing it. Because they knew that what he was doing was going against what his father wanted. His father had already uh, promised the throne to his son Solomon. So here's Adonijah uh, going against the king. So Adonijah, and this is kind of what I want to point out here, Adonijah lacked two things. The first thing that he lacked was true friends. And we see that in verse 5, where it says that um, Adonijah uh, provided himself with charioteers and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. 50 men! This is mind-blowing to me. He recruits 50 guys who are apparently really stupid and don't care about Adonijah, because if they did, they would have told him the truth. They would have said, dude, I love to run in front of your chariot for you, except for your dad will kill me. Right? So apparently Adonijah lacks true friends. The other thing that Adonijah lacked was a true father. In verse 6 of uh, 1 Kings 1, it says that his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time, not even by asking him, why are you doing that? So apparently what we're learning here is that Adonijah didn't have true friends. Apparently his his parents weren't very concerned about uh, his social life. And David was not a discerning man. So here's the thing. We just have a short time that God gives us to mold the souls of our kids. They come to us, like I said a couple of days ago, they come to us kind of as a a blank slate. And we have an opportunity to teach our children what it means to be respectful, to teach our children what it means to walk with God. And we can't give our kids something that we don't have. And David, according to the Bible, lacked discernment in almost every area of his life. And yet he loved the Lord. So how do we succeed as parents? Well, I'm here to tell you that the only way to succeed is to walk humbly with the Lord, is to walk humbly with God. And I know that we, I know that many of you listening to this are tired and you're looking around at what's going on uh, in the culture. Many of you have, have um, in the last several years, probably walked away from just uh, reading the Bible because you get discouraged. I hear that over and over again. I heard it in, in San Diego when I was there last weekend. Uh, parents who say, "Listen, I'm just I'm so tired of it." So I want to I want to sort of give you a, a, a definition, not def, not a definition, an example of what a battle is versus what a war is. So in the culture right now, the battle, at least about a year and a half ago, was over the redefinition of marriage, right? But that's not the war. That's not the war. The war is over the authority of Scripture. The war is our witness to a world that's watching us. Do we believe that the Bible is the truth? Do we believe the Bible is the word of God? The war is over lordship. It's what are we going to do in our lives when the culture says, oh no, do this, but God says, no, I want you to do that. And so here you have uh, David coming up to the end of his life and he may have won the battle. It sounds like he won the battle with his kids. It sounds like he was a pretty rich guy, right? And he gave him everything they wanted, but the Bible says he didn't discipline them at any time. His son lacked discernment. So he's going to win the battle, but he's going to lose the war. And we don't want to be so focused on the battle in the culture that we lose the war. 
So we need to know what's at stake. And for those of you who are tired and you're just thinking, man, I just, I just don't know, I just want to remind you, you serve, for those of you who are Christians, you serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is mighty. He can, he can, he can totally handle what's going on in your life right now. And so we need to know what's at stake. There, this, 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 uh, this issue, the authority of Scripture, this is the hill to die on. There are no other hills. And if you want to engage a world that is struggling with darkness and seek to be salt and light, you need to see the attack on uh, in our culture for, for things like marriage uh, for what they are. They're a devastating assault on the authority of Scripture, and it has to be met head on that way. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be accepted. We need to be able to say, no, this is what the Bible says, and then actually stand on the authority of Scripture. And so often we're, we're tired, and we just want to sort of give up and throw our hands up in the air. But God is saying, no, I have got this thing. Our job is... And this is encouraging, I think, for those of us who have, for those of you who are listening who struggle with with a prodigal child, your job is not for the result. Your job is not, you cannot guarantee, right? The duty belongs to you. The duty belongs to you to pray for your children, to train them in righteousness, to correct them when they're wrong. But the results are up to God. That's why I was saying a couple of days ago, I think it's so important that we pray, Father, draw draw um, my child to you. Show my child who you are so that their relationship with you becomes theirs before they leave my home. We want our kids to know God in a personal in a personal way. And I, every time I, I see uh, parents coming out to events like the one I was in, in uh, at North Coast Calvary Chapel and uh, the one that I'll be doing here in Vancouver in a couple of weeks, I am more and more encouraged because I know that God is at work in this generation of parents, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do. The Bible says that we are not supposed to grow weary in doing good because if we don't give up in the end, if we can be faithful, there will be a reward. There is a reward and just sticking with it and realizing I am serving El Roy, the God who sees Jehovah Jireh, my provider, El Rapha, the God who heals. He's our healer. And the key is to listen for the Holy Spirit. Father, what do you want me to do? Show me the truth in your word. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.15, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is head, into Christ. That's an encouragement to just speak the truth in love, to not grow weary in, in, in doing good, to not sacrifice truth on the altar of a misguided mercy, because the two go hand in hand. We need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. If you've got any questions for me, uh, please feel free to shoot them to me, podcast at thebusymom.com. I'm going to link back to uh, Paul David Tripp's new book, Parenting 14, uh, Parenting 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically Change Your Family, and also to The Disciple-Making Parent, uh, a couple of great books that I think are going to encourage you in the in the in the year ahead. Don't forget to get into the Word. Um, you can find me at HeidiStJohn.com. Uh, we are getting ready to launch a new website. We've been working on it over here for several months, just trying to uh, get it just right. So we appreciate your prayers and your support. And uh, if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Don't forget, I love, love, love it if you leave a review for this podcast over at iTunes. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'll see you back here next week. Have a great weekend. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.